Hello, and welcome to another installment of our uh, podcast that we've been doing on a variety of subjects. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about what we refer to as the Voice of Our Client Survey. Uh, I'm Peter Warren. I'm the Global Industry Lead uh, for Energy Utilities. And uh, today with me is uh, Frederick Legere. Frederick, uh, do you want to give a few introductions of yourself? Yes, thank you, Peter. Very happy to be with you uh, today to talk about our Voice of the Client Survey. Um, I'm uh, leading the uh, energy uh, sector in Canada and also responsible for energy utility sector in the province of Quebec. I've been working in this industry for the past 30 years or so. So I'm very, very pleased to uh, uh, share our insights uh, with you, uh, Peter, this morning. Oh, thanks, Frederick. So I want to talk about sort of the uh, state of uh, energy transition, what's going on, the move to net zero, what's hitting us there. Um, and of course, how do the consumers uh, play in today's energy? This is changing even in Quebec, where you predict, uh, mm -hmm. traditionally had a monopoly. Um, and there's also, you know, all these different micro trends, how things are going on with sustainability, uh, deglobalization, uh, just a bunch of things are moving on. And all of these things are happening simultaneously and pressures from ESG reporting and so on. Um, how do you see this impacting what your key clients are doing, not only in Quebec, but across the country and around the world? What's your sort of thoughts on that? Yeah, I think we, we saw uh, in the past years, one year or two, uh, I would say a, a change. A climate change is, uh, is seen by all now. It's, uh, it's evident that it's happening and Government citizens are, are concerned, and I think we are now shifting of talking and planning about uh, how we'll manage uh, a net zero agenda, how uh, the countries will react to it, and things are going in motions now. And utilities and energy industries, uh, I would say, key actors uh, to achieve those net zero objectives that governments have or uh, influence the, the the climate change. So it's a, it's truly a new, I would say, dominant micro trend uh, this year. And embracing this culture of sustainability for utilities is is key to their success. Not only to their success personally, but key to the success to well serve their uh, clients and citizens that are asking for it, asking for utilities to be part of this. Uh, that led to uh, a different level uh, to uh, utilities and energy service provider to move into action in what we call the energy transition. And just to maybe uh, explain it uh, quickly and simplistically, uh, there's two key uh, factors that utilities can act on uh, regarding the energy transition. So the, the first one is uh, the, the simplest one to explain energy that has that will be produced in the future needs to be greener and greener and greener there's no uh, other thing a way to see the future uh, solar wind uh, uh, farms will grow renewables energy will be produced in in, uh, in uh, more quantity uh, in every territory and that's a clear transformation that this industry the energy industry needs to move uh, forward and towards on uh, that includes also the oil and gas industry so getting away from fossil fuels type of uh, energy is also a challenge that 
uh, needs to be embraced not only by utilities that maybe at certain level already uh, green, depending on, on the utilities we're talking about. So like if we look at the Quebec territory, for example, where I'm living, in, there's a lot of hydropower already in place. So we could say that we are uh, partly green in, in the Quebec uh, province, but uh, there's a big plans to add solar and, uh, and, and wind energy also in the province to be even more uh, greener than we are today. Uh, and on fossil fuels, on the other side, we see also uh, the uh, the oil and gas industry shifting. So they are investing uh, in uh, the future by uh, uh, buying or uh, building uh, renewable energy plants for the future. So they know that at some point they need to be part of this shift uh, over time. Uh, so greener energy is the first uh, the first element of the energy transition. Second element is the way we consume energy. So we know uh, that there are some energy efficiency programs uh, that are set in every uh, territory. All our clients, uh, all the clients, sorry, are asking uh, tools and, and ways to better consume energy that it's getting uh, a, a big portion of the expense of every citizen's uh, year, depending on territory it may differ, but uh, it's always important for clients economically to make sure that they consume the right energy. But now there's also something else that uh, that is asked by the citizens. They want to be part more and more of this energy transition, the net zero achievement objectives. They want to be part of it. So I think it's uh, it needs to be uh, top of mind by sea levels in the industry uh, that they may engage uh, their clients in this uh, journey with them and that people will probably uh, be uh, be engaged if they are asked to uh, to be part of the of this uh, transition that uh, that uh, of course we are all impacted by at the moment and uh, I totally agree with you and uh, uh, this year you mentioned oil and gas industries they jumped to number one uh, industry most concerned about sustainability across the board in our survey uh, energy and utilities was not far behind transportation obviously was a high number in manufacturing so they were sort of the one two three and four in that group um, and all of those are interconnected and you mentioned also too about uh, uh, companies shifting what they're moving forward we find that there's a desire for them to shift, uh, but they're still fighting with their culture. They're still fighting with their existing systems uh, to move forward. So um, it's kind of interesting. We have some clients that are actively moving forward and others are still worrying about the molecules of how do I add hydrogen to my pipelines. It's it's a quite a diverse mix. Um, do you see that sort of from your, your seat as well, that you know there's different people at different stages? Some are very progressive and some are a little farther behind? Yeah, absolutely. That's what we see. And uh, when we look at the, the, the pace that utilities are, are transforming their business uh, in the energy transition, that means changing the, the business models and sometimes seeing new actors coming in, uh, your, your uh, I would say, your usual market. So newcomers, new companies that brings new ways to manage energy, whether it's distributed energy resource that will be more locally consumed uh, at consumption point. A source of energy that may be uh, produced by smart buildings with solar roof, for example, uh, management of the energy at a more detailed level within facilities, uh, greenhouses, and we can see also batteries coming in. So these are all new things that are coming to uh, the network, the electric network that needs to be managed by 
former utility or embraced by them. So they need also to progress toward that, uh, that those new uh, those new type of, of energy situation in their uh, territories. And we see different pace. Uh, European seems to be uh, progressing, I would say, uh, faster than North Americans. And that's that is exas exacerbated also by. Uh, I, I think two or three factors. So first is the economics. So energy is costly in the in Europe, uh, and and with I don't want to put too much emphasis on this, but with the war in Ukraine, we have to mention it. Uh, that that brought a, a new I would I think level of awareness on how dependent uh, every country is uh, is from one another when it comes to uh, energy. Uh, energy, uh, I would say, viability and sustainability and independency. So that that will lead to a major shift. Are those factors uh, and, of course, the once again, the citizens that are asking for utilities to get greener, I think that the pace will be is already and will be faster in the future than North America, where things are more stable at the moment. But mm -hmm. nevertheless, government are asking new targets, new new uh, objectives uh, to uh, utilities get greener. And I think that will shift uh, rapidly also in North America in the coming years. Yeah, to, to put some numbers behind it again in the survey this year, when we looked at companies that were digitizing and uh, actually getting success from their digital programs, uh, all industries were about uh, claimed about 25% were saying that they're getting success. In this industry, it was 29%, which is actually uh, on pace and scale. And if you actually extrapolate the work that the industry's done over the years, you could see the industry being fully digital by um, by uh, 2030, which is oddly enough the same time when everybody has these uh, carbon goals and uh, cleaner goals. Um, but when you talk about North America, though, if, and you break the numbers down, it's actually was 34% for Europe and only 14% for North America. Uh, I think North, being in North America to that point, I think we've been a little lazy on this, but I think we're going to have to catch up because you also mentioned, too, about not being blindsided by other industries. Uh, we now have people that have come from manufacturing that are making hydrogen. They've made it for years for industrial purposes. Now they're, they're actively entering the energy marketplace in Europe and in North America. And, and this all shifts. The other thing you touched on was uh, sovereignty, and uh, like looking after the gov uh, the energy for a country, but also the security aspect of all of this. And um, let's talk about security because I know you do a lot of security work. Your team does, but what's sort of your view on cybersecurity and just security in general of the energy fields? Yeah, yeah. And you you touch on the, what what is uh, maybe. Uh, a challenge or slowing down uh, the uh, energy transition. Uh, security is certainly one of those factors that is top of mind. So you've got the shift that needs to be uh, uh, addressed by utilities going to energy transition. On, you know, on the other way, you have to make this shift securely. Now, utilities, the facilities, the assets are seen by government as critical assets. The, the, the assets uh, that are controlled by utilities are vi vital to uh, their regions. Uh, we have to think of, and I personally was working at Hydro-Quebec when we had this uh, important ice storm in 1998. So just to come back a little bit in time, uh, because of an ice storm, we've been, uh, uh, we had major outages in the province that cut uh, out uh, one third of the uh, the citizens in the province of Quebec for four weeks. So in during the winter, so 
you can imagine the chaos, the impact, the, the cost of it. So uh, climate events are something that will happen more and more and that are happening more and more. But each time uh, we, we can uh, see with our own eyes, how important is the uh, energy sector for citizens, for economic of a region. So cyber attacks, of course, are top of mind. Because when we're talking about energy transition, distribution, distributed energy uh, resource, new type of devices, solar, uh, uh, smart buildings, everything you mentioned, Peter, are new operational technology that needs to be uh, managed remotely. So with telecommunication systems, and these are new doors for cyber attacks. So everything you're deploying on the network needs to be secured. Uh, otherwise, of course, you're you're putting a, a great pace in the energy transition, but you're also putting your industry at risk, and uh, and uh, that's uh, that's a big concern to nowadays to governments and, and the industry in general. Yeah, there used to be a separation at one time, the IT or operations. Uh, so the operations side kind of did their thing, and there was this OT security thing and then the back office had this IT security and really the two weren't ever connected you actually you see this now as you know it's all one uh, because you know we've now got the ransomware attacks that are shutting down exactly. gas lines uh, uh, it's uh, ransomware has become commercialized it's a it's a business it's an industry now and then you also have governments doing attacks just to be nasty to each other so how do you see That's the connection between those Cybers need to be, nowadays, whatever industry we're talking about, cyber needs to be baked in. That needs to be done in every aspect of uh, whatever it's IT or OT we're talking about. So I think the standards, uh, the level of compliance level we need to achieve, make sure that we secure utilities, is getting higher on IT and OT side at the same pace at the same time. So. There's a convergence there that is happening. There, there was a, a way to segregate those two components, but now that we are collecting data from the field, everything goes real time. And that is so important to transform the models, the business. So data is so key nowadays to transform the business model to achieve those goals of energy transition that at some point needs to be completely integrated in one single cybersecurity, I think. Uh, yeah, service and monitoring, and it's moved from you know somebody in their basement doing these attacks to software robots. So I mean, the pace of scale and threat is, I mean, no longer is it something you can fend off with a few people. You need complex systems and tools, mm -hmm. and uh, you also need a fallback should you get breached. I mean, uh, there was one comment years ago. Somebody said that basically everything's hacked to a certain degree. It's a question of what are you doing about it. So, exactly. Yeah, and the human well. factor. Um, sustainability was really uh, top of mind for everyone and moving forward. And we've, we've had the luxury, particularly in North America, of doing things a certain way. Europe, you referenced, is changing more rapidly. How do you see companies adapting as we move forward? Uh, how are they going to change their business models? How are they going to operate differently? Yeah, they certainly there's many uh, ways uh, to, to change business models that will be supported by new technologies as well. Uh, what we see more and more, you touch uh, a bit uh, on it, that uh, the, the digital transformation was providing more and more results in the industry. So 29% globally, you you made this, uh, uh, this clear as well that Europeans were going faster, but that's even though we could see those numbers are 
pretty small, 30%, 29% providing results. It's three times more than what we had in 2020. So that's where I said earlier that energy transition is happening. It's not something that we're talking about anymore. And digital transformation programs are supporting the new business models. And that that is certainly uh, something that we uh, we see happening with Many, in dif many different ways. So data is key in that uh, in that transformation. So when you say that you can support new business model, you need to gather data that can then provide coherent and useful information for you to change those models securely, but also great, uh, provide best performance. And and I don't need I don't mean that by changing everything at the same pace. So you have to combine legacy data and get the best out of those legacy system with the new changing models that you've put in place, whatever it's cloud, whether it's new solutions, uh, development of specific solutions, AI uh, and analytics as well, uh, all baked in to uh, provide uh, the data necessar uh, necessary to uh, support uh, the transformation of the business model. What I see also in this 29th portion is that we were focusing on the, the previous years on how business and IT were aligned, remember? Mm -hmm. So we saw yeah. that there was a misalignment constantly in place between um, the uh, the business and, and uh, the IT uh, groups. And I think this tends to get away. So uh, we see it because there's a lot of automation. There's a lot of agility now. So there's new ways to develop solutions for the business that goes faster. So the one that are getting more results out of their digital transformation plans are the agile leaders, the one that embrace the agile ways of building multi multidisciplinary teams from the business and the IT working together to build at fast pace those new solutions they need to transform the business. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. And interesting, the pandemic actually forced business and IT to work together at the beginning of it. We suddenly had to have new tools, we had to have teams, we had to have all these other uh, WebEx, whatever it was, you're moving forward, people working remotely. Um, the industry is actually probably better equipped than most other industries because we deal with outages, we deal with 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 problems all the time, um, and I think that uh, the lesson learned is to continue that working between business and IT and accelerate it. And again, going back to those that say they're ex exceeding, uh, getting a, a success versus those that don't. The ones that are getting success are much better aligned. They're lever they've already uh, finished simple automation. They're they've, that they're beyond that. They're now moving into being a data driven organization using AI and other technologies to strategically run their business, and and that's a big shift uh, to moving things forward. Um, and I would add that? maybe yeah. yeah yeah I would add maybe that change management is also key now. Mm -hmm. While you're this industry for the past 50 years never had a revolution as big as energy transition. So uh, uh, the uh, the acceptance, I would say, of transforming a system or implementing uh, new ways of, uh, of uh, operating needs to be supported by change management. There's too much in motion now uh, not to be supported by uh, an, uh, an investment in change management, making sure that people understand where we are going with all those changes, what goals are achieved with those changes, to make sure that uh, they, uh, they uh, agree on uh, be part of this change as well. Uh, if they don't understand, 
exactly the goal for what we're doing, uh, what utilities are doing, the uh, the success will be limited. That's for sure. Yeah, I totally agree with that too. Um, one of the quotes from one of the CEOs I was talking with, uh, he said, "10 years uh, hydrogen is 10 years out, two years ago. Two years ago, he said, hydrogen is 10 years away. So we don't need to worry about that. This year, he says, hydrogen's happening. Yeah, and, it, you know, it, it is happening today. We are, they're having to deal with this. And uh, so he's trying to drive a culture of innovation. He's trying to say, everybody's got to think differently and, and move forward and, uh, and run. And he's, he's afraid of being blindsided by these other entrants into the marketplace. Um, and, you know, you look at the deal now signed between Canada and Germany for exporting hydrogen. These things are really going on. And it's uh, not always the traditional players in it, uh, what you consider an energy utility company building those facilities. So it, it's radically ch changing. I agree with you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that kind of gets into where do you see things are going in the future? Um, you know, so what's next? We see competition. We see uh, well, changes. We see declining oil prices. Oil prices were up and down again today. You know, where do you see all of this going? Well, I, I would touch maybe a couple of points on, on the future. First, I think all the discussion we had shows that there's a, a lot of investments. Uh, either it's on the network. Uh, oil and gas uh, devices, remotely uh, accessible devices on the field or within your own uh, SCADA system internally or any new solution you need to implement, this will require a lot of investment. So we know that the investment of the future years that are coming are heavy and not only uh, by utilities. If utilities don't move fast enough, manufacturing, transport and logistics, and other industry will take in their own hands the shift. So uh, manufacturing have their own net zero objective to achieve. They are asked by government to consume differently. So if utilities, I would say the former utilities, the one that we know, the big ones that are there, aren't providing solutions to them, they will take those into their own hands. And uh, I think we, talking investment, we need to include banks. In yeah. the mix, so that there's will there will be a, a kind of a new value chain of the energy, including manufacturing, transport, logistics, and energy service providers and banks, combining all together to uh, to uh, build this new future uh, that we'll see in, in few years from now. Um, the second point would be that uh, we all already talked about uh, not being blindsided by the, the change. I think we need to embrace it in a way, uh, ensuring that we bridge the legacy and the new uh, with the strong data, analytics, and even AI uh, uh, service and, and solutions. But I think changing things needs uh, innovation and, uh, and a culture of innovation, like a culture of cybersecurity to protect your uh, company is key. A culture of innovation is key also to uh, to make sure that you are able to execute at the required pace, uh, and that goes with uh, uh, innovation. Goes with uh, making sure that everything you do is done in an agile way, focusing on the objective that we have of energy sobriety or sustainability. Making sure that everything is mixed all together to achieve the target or go to the target as fast as possible. And, and that's a major shift. And so I talked about change management, Peter, but uh, 
we also need to talk about TAM, new TAM. So mm -hmm. people that are, I think, the most innovative are the one that comes maybe not from inside our organization, but sometime outside. New talent that need to join in that will bring fresh and new ideas to to the tables when when you have to design uh, uh, the solution and utilities. We have to be honest, are not seen or perceived at least are the most the most innovative. Uh, industry uh, by the, the the new generations let's say uh, i touch about it 50 years of optimizing what we have uh not changing most uh, many things uh, so the energy transition needs to be known need to be uh to be brand so the citizens or the younger talents want to engage uh, joining utilities joining this industry to be part of it so uh, a great way to be involved and engage in the energy transition in the coming years would be to uh, to join uh, the uh, the IT services, whatever you are, consultants or uh, former employees of those utilities. Uh, you'll be part of it if you join in. But uh, you, this has to be known. And uh, like I say, the utility industry doesn't have this reputation to be innovative so far. And combined with the talent shortage that we all know, it's uh, it's happening everywhere uh, in technology all around the world. It's uh, it's a challenge that the uh, utility needs to uh, to face. So if they want to to succeed, they need to be innovative. If they want to be innovative, I think they, they need to uh, engage new uh, new people, grow their their IT teams, and get new ideas that uh, have a new way of thinking. Uh, it's very well summed up, and thanks for that, uh, Frederick. And uh, I'll just add to that is that uh, I see some. Um, uh, people coming from outside the industry, executives that we talk to that are coming from other places. And the reason why they're coming to it is they see this as an exciting opportunity for them. They want to yeah, be exactly. part of this change. They want to bring their expertise. Uh, they might have been coming from something totally radically different, but that's the type of innovation they're bringing. They're bringing this different perspective. And um, so uh, it sounds like maybe at the beginning of this, we we're giving a little doom and gloom, but I think the answer is to be aware of what's going on and adapt to it and uh, and get some good input. So uh, well said, Frederick. Thank you very much. Um, any last thoughts? And then we'll wrap this up. Yeah, I think my last thought would be... Uh this industry is shifting. This industry is moving. That's uh, I, you know, I'm how passionate I am about yeah. the energy uh, industry. I've been spending uh, most of my career uh, in this industry, and now for the next thirty years, <laughs> I won't be there for the the, the the next thirty years for sure. But I think uh, if you you want to to work in an industry that will be changing, passionate and addressing the citizens needs as well. So uh, that's a, uh, that's a great industry to engage. And I, I'll be there with you, Peter, for the next uh, eight, 10 years. That's for sure. <laughs> yes. Somewhere in there anyways. Thank you, Frederick. Have a great Thank day you. and uh, we'll talk to you again. Bye-bye. Thank you very much, Peter.